It's a beautiful day and a fine time for healing. Podcast host Randy Fine, a narcissistic abuse expert and the author of the groundbreaking book Close Encounters of the Worst Kind and the captivating memoir Cliff Edge Road, invites you into her sanctuary, a place where your physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being are all that matter. So put your feet up, relax, and enjoy today's show. And now, here's Randy. Good morning. Thank you for tuning in to listen to A Fine Time for Healing. I am your show host, Randy Fine, and I have such a good show for you today. It's Tuesday, August 2nd. Yes, we are already into August. Um, Just hard to believe, hard to believe. It'll be Christmas and the holidays before we even know it. Today's special guest, Stephanie Banks, is a highly sought-after intuitive channel, mentor, and guide who helps people connect on the soul level. She channels from the perspective of any soul currently on the planet, souls on the other side, purely non-physical beings such as spirit guides as well as trees, animals, and Gaia. Connection and communication are the common themes in all of Stephanie's professional endeavors. As a speech pathologist, birth doula, patient consultant, infant massage instructor, and intuitive channel. And her, the beginning of her channeling journey, which she's going to tell us about, was when she used it to communicate with her mother who was nonverbal because she had dementia. Stephanie is the author of the best-selling book, Joining Journey, Staying Connected to Your Loved Ones Through Dementia and Beyond. And she is currently completing her second book about her spiritual journey. In her TEDx talk, I am an intuitive channel. She shares her unexpected experience with channeling and invites others to discover their own intuitive gifts. Welcome, Stephanie. It's so great to have you here. Thank you so much, Randy. It's a thrill to be here with you. I think that um, it's really interesting how your this began, your channeling began. Um, can you tell us what you what was going on with your mom and how this all came about? Absolutely. My mother had a form of dementia that affected younger people. It's called frontotemporal dementia. And by the time she was properly diagnosed, she was just in her 50s. So as with any dementia, the pathways in the brain um, start to break apart or develop plaques, and it becomes more difficult to communicate verbally or to process and understand language and information. So we were finding that, uh, among other significant changes like personality changes and mood issues, we were having a harder time understanding her, and she was having a harder time understanding us. And as a speech pathologist, I have worked with many, many people with cognitive disorders and with dementia. So I I knew what was coming when my mom was diagnosed. Um, And clinically, I understood it, but it's a completely different ballgame when it's your own mom. So I, I had to find ways to stay connected with her that transcended traditional verbal communication. At the time, I had a new friend who was a professional intuitive channel, which just meant that she communicated with souls um, on the planet, as I, as I do right now. She's the one who mentored me and who I learned from. And I would have her channel my mom 
so while my mom was still alive and in body, so that I could know how I could best support her, what she needed from me, because I really wasn't trusting that um, my own knowing, my own intuition on what my mom was trying to communicate since it was coming out really um, unclear. And then I started to recognize that I, too, wanted to be able to channel uh, in that way and connect with souls, my mother specifically, but also many, many others. So I started to take classes and learn about the strategies, the techniques, the tools that were necessary for me to get out of my own way and allow for my intuition to take over. And had you had any kind of, um, any kind of experience in your life prior to that, that showed you that you had some abilities, natural abilities? And I know we all have natural abilities, but I mean heightened abilities, I should say. Yeah, no, actually, which is why I get so excited about teaching this to people, because I actually believe we're all channels. Channeling to me is just connecting to divine energy, and we are divine energy. So it's not that there's this secret pathway that only a few people can access. That's not what I believe. I believe that if we uh, are dedicated to this and we're willing to question and ourselves and our beliefs and just kind of make some space and get out of our own way, that we can all learn to connect on, on this deeper soul level with divine energy, with the highest vibrational loving frequency. So I was a, I was a sensitive child for sure. I would talk with trees, yes, I talked with animals. Yes, they talked back. <laughs> but other than that, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that there was anything, you know, in particular that I had as an unusual situation or circumstance, no near death experience or anything that placed me into a more um defined category of having a special gift. Okay. And that's so encouraging for all of us because this is such a fascinating, fascinating thing to do. Um, I think we'd all like to do it. I think we all do it. It's just that, you know, like for me, I had to learn to separate my thoughts from the messages that were coming in. And I don't do it all the time, but I do it in my work when I'm working, um, when I'm coaching people, I do it. And also when I'm writing, I often do it. So, but it feels like it's my thoughts. So it's really hard to distinguish between that. I think we all have this happen just you know, we don't recognize it. What do you think? Yeah, well, I, I, I'm with you. I think we all do this. And there are many forms of channeling. And you're absolutely right. Writing is a form of channeling. So is dance. So is art. So is music. Um, so many ways to connect with um, that divinity within us and, and express it in different ways. So I do believe that we are all, all those who are interested and willing to put in the work can achieve some level of, of channeling ability. I tell my, my students, I can't teach you how to channel like me, but I can teach you how to channel like you. And we all have a different form of it, a different way of connecting and expressing. Um, and that's the beauty of it, really, is that um, there are so many different flavors to it. And, and you're right. It can feel like a, a lot of times students will say, well, I feel like I'm just making this up. And I say, yay, keep going. 
<laughs> because we we are the channeling the connection in this way has to come through some path and the path i believe is that of imagination and that of the the right brain the receptive side the intuitive side the the part that um the creative side and so through that place it can feel like we are making it up because we are we are willing to see and feel and understand on a, in a different way that does not come through the left logic brain. And since our culture is so heavily focused on, on left, left brain stuff, logical stuff, um, we tend to discount as a culture that which comes through other, other spaces like the right brain, like the creative intuitive side. So when you think you're making it up, support that, celebrate that, allow for that to, to be. If I didn't have imagination plugged in, I would not be able to see the imagery that comes through when I channel. I would not be able to have the understanding of what comes through. I, I wouldn't be able to channel. So what exactly is channeling? I mean, there's, you know, there's psychic, there's psychics, there are mediums, there are channels. Explain to us what a channel is um, as you define it. Channeling for me is connecting to divine energy, <clears throat> which exists, as I say, within us and in full surround of us, all, all around us, um, by aligning our internal energetics with a frequency that is a close match to divine energy. So the trick really is finding a, a way and a practice that allows for us to be higher vibrational, allows us to be open, receptive in that loving frequency. And when we're feeling low or um, insecure or um, burdened, fearful in that, in that fearful or ego-focused mind, it's not a place that we can channel from clearly. So the work really is, is that is is work is clearing out and opening to and allowing for the higher vibrational loving frequency to come through i do not call myself a psychic at all um i do however do mediumship work mediumship work is connecting to souls on the other side your ancestors and loved ones who are no longer in physicality but still very much present to support you on your journey but really my my zone of genius if you will is is channeling souls that are here on the planet it. So I can tune into somebody's higher self, that's their own soul. Um, or if you're a parent, I can channel from the soul perspective of your child. Um, if you want to channel your own parent, we can tune into that. Any relationships, you know, relationships, I believe, are where we uh, do our greatest work, our, our self-expression, our growth, our learning are done in the context of relationships. So it can be really helpful to hear from the soul perspective of the person that you're having any type of relationship with. So what is our higher self? Our own soul. And our soul, I like to describe it, is the student aspect of ourselves, I believe, that comes through many, many lifetimes to um, expand the learning and how to get you know, un unfold opportunities to get closer to divine love, to that unconditional love that we think of as maybe God or creator or source or some just call it love or angels. There's so many different labels and ways to um, 
to label what we what we call that divine energy but that's what i believe our soul is here it's the we're here as students to play out a variety of different experiences and relationships that that bring us ultimately home to pure love it's so wonderful i love it um <laughs> sorry do you is this something that you have to sort of do um, tune into or are you just picking things up all the time? Well, for me to do this well and to do this with the highest integrity and highest professionalism, I put very clear containers around it. So I let my guides, um, my spirit guides who help me with my channeling, I let them know when I'm open to receive and when I'm just going to buy oat milk at the grocery store. <laughs> so in that, <laughs> in that way, I, I'm very clear about my boundaries. Um, that doesn't mean that sometimes a message or a loving soul or being won't come through in, in the in-between. That's okay with me, but I'm not, I'm not permeable. I'm not always open to whatever wants to come through to come through. I was very clear with my guides before I started doing this professionally that if I was willing to open myself to channel for clients that I did not know because at a certain point I was really just doing it for family and friends that I trusted. So if I open that up to the unknown world, I needed my guides to be the gatekeepers to ensure that those who came forward for readings from me would be as close a vibrational match to me and my work as possible. And my guides have done an exquisite job of ensuring that. So I, no matter who I'm getting on a call with, I can know that in some way there's going to be, I trust that there's going to be resonance there and there's going to be um, safe space for what comes through to, to land and be received in whatever way that person can most benefit from. So what does it, um, what would we experience with a channeling session with you? You have an opportunity to ask what's sitting on your heart that you would like higher level guidance around. I really do like to guide my <clears throat> my clients to connecting to their heart because to me that's the organ of wisdom and and love and connection. So um, sometimes it helps to place your hand over your heart and just get quiet and go inward and, and ask something open-ended, like what would be of highest service to me right now to know or to ask about or to tap into? And like I said, sometimes relationships are those spaces where we have the greatest challenges. Uh, oftentimes they are actually, even if it's a relationship with ourselves, it can provide great challenge for us. So to tune into clarity around that, <clears throat> let's say you are a parent with a child who's struggling, and it doesn't have to be in childhood. It could be a grown child who's struggling, and you want to know what does this what does this soul need from me that will support them on their journey? Uh, you can ask that. Um, a lot of my clients ask questions that relate to their personal lives and their relationships because once we have healing and clarity there, we are able to be of greater service to the world in our professional lives or in any other way. Uh, a lot of clients will ask questions of their career and profession, not necessarily like what will happen or will I get this job because that's more of a futuristic reading and that is not the work that I do, um, but understanding 
the layering of it? What what is your soul really here to express? How does it wish to be um, uh, to grow in this world? What are some of the things it's calling forward for your for your own experiences, and get clarity there. So I, I work with all all types of people who have all types of questions, but they're generally universal really because i believe we're we're so interconnected we're part of a oneness and even though we think we're having these individual experiences not really <laughs> <laughs> no we are all connected yeah it it sounds so fascinating so interesting so do some people <clears throat> excuse me ooh that didn't come out <laughs> some people um rely on channels and psychics and mediums to tell them things that they probably intuit on their own. Isn't that true? I mean, a lot of times these are things that if we really tap in, we can get these answers on our own, right? Totally. I totally agree with that. In fact, um, I view myself as one who walks for periods of time alongside my clients not making them dependent on information that only I can access because I don't believe that I'm the only one that can access this. I like to, I believe it's my role to show and teach people how to tap in on their own because this is why. I envision a world in which we are all so trusting of our sixth sense of intuition that we are operating from that place. We are in communication with that place and we are making decisions from that place of self-trust from our inner wisdom in that world we are living in harmony with ourselves with each other with nature we are a regenerative species instead of an extractive species we are supporting um, life and the harmonious rhythms that that life and nature guide us towards and model for us that's the world I see in the one that I'm serving and I believe you're talking about the fifth dimension, which we are moving into. Is that? Yes. Okay. Okay. Right. Um, yes. And so I, I also I've bring talked, it into, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I also no, bring it into this third dimensional situation we're in. Our, our planet is on fire. Humans, animals, plants, all suffering everywhere. And we can do better right now by changing our, our thoughts, our beliefs, our behaviors, and our access to our, our purpose. Well, that would be amazing. This is a very, very difficult time. But, you know, um, I've had people share this thought with me, and I do agree that there's nothing wrong. Everything truly is perfect because it's all towards some ultimate purpose that we don't necessarily know. And while it's very difficult to live in this time with so much tumult and um, deceit and just so many things that feel negative to us, um, that it ultimately has a purpose. What is your thought on that? Um, I, you know, I do trust that there is purpose behind everything. And I also strongly feel that each of us has chosen this particular lifetime to incarnate 
even given all or perhaps especially given all of the challenge that is here right now because we have a part to play in the restoration and regeneration. So uh, while I believe that, yes, you know, there is, uh, <laughs> I place a lot of hope in a greater plan and, and things coming coming to fruition where we can live into the ultimate world I visualize. I also know that right here, right now, I have roles, commitments, and responsibilities to play toward that end. And that just shows how grounded you are. Um, and that's important because we are in, we are in this 3D world. People often ask me why, you know, I work with a lot of people who have experienced um, emotional trauma and people always say, why do I have to go through this? What did I do in my past life? Why am I being punished? And I try to explain that this was a choice, that they've come in at a very particular time where I'm noticing that a lot of people are coming in with major challenges because I think this is the time for all of us to rise up beyond um, what we were previously and to be guides for others who are not quite there yet. So, um, but it's hard to imagine that during such a painful time where it seems like there's no answers, that this could be something that we actually chose. Can you explain how that actually works or you, how you think it works? Yeah. Because who knows how it works, right? <laughs> right. We, exactly. there's, it's impossible to say for certain. So here's what I like to picture in my imagination. I like to picture a scenario where I'm a soul being and I'm scanning around before taking birth in this lifetime and I'm saying, okay, well, that, that looks like a really intense experience to behold. Um, is that something I'd like to play out? Is that something I, that will <clears throat> ultimately support me and others and free me from some things, say, that I'm supposed to work through or work out or release to in any lifetime? And, yeah, it is, and it's exciting there, and it's beautiful there. That planet, wow, look at all the colors. Look at all the food, right? <laughs> this is me as a soul <laughs> <laughs> contemplating the, the benefits and pleasures. And this is, this is, as far as I know, the planet with the best food. So I'm in. So I come in, <laughs> and I have agreements, soul agreements with, you know, perhaps some family of origin members, perhaps some friendships, perhaps some working professional working relationships and we agree on some kind of level um we'll play this out it won't necessarily be a walk in the park but there will be things that i learn about myself from the process that i can then carry and use as tools and, and new skills and so we have all these soul this soul family that isn't necessarily limited to our family of origin by any stretch people sometimes come in with agreements with us and then Leave. And so not every relationship is bound by an entire lifespan. Um, and, and that's how I kind of picture things. I don't really know what it actually looks like, but I do believe in soul agreements and contracts. And I do believe that some relationships are not, even though we've committed or believe them to be a, a, a service or, or commitment to an entire 
lifetime are not, and we are meant to to shift things or to release people from that. Um, in the case with my particular divorce, that was one example. Um, but that's that's how I view it, and it, it brings me peace to to see it in that way. But whatever brings anyone else peace and some sense of order is, you know, is something that can be useful. I'm so glad that you said it that way because a lot of times, you know, working with people who are adult children of narcissistic abuse, um, they often have a hard time understanding the purpose that their family served because often it was highly abusive and created immense amount of issues in their adult life. So I always tell people, because you came through those parents doesn't mean these are relationships that are necessarily going to be with you forever, that you can make choices. And you spoke of your own divorce um, in which you're making, you made a choice to not continue having that person in, in your life, but forever, whatever reason he or she served a purpose while, um, while while they were there. So I'm really glad that you brought that up because I, I do believe that too. I believe that we come in and out of relationships and most of them are not for a lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. That is just very true. And you can think of it also like releasing people because when we stay, when we require ourselves to stay in unhealthy dynamics, that are not serving either person or are even only serving one person and really severely imbalanced in that way, that's not your soul playing out what best supports it. Um, that's, that's a patterning thing, you know, and, and you, uh, you best know this in your professional work. So, you know, in, in making the very difficult decisions to put boundaries around or even completely separate from particular relationships, you are, oftentimes giving your soul permission to do more of the work that you're here to do and expand more into who you're truly here to be. Oh, I so agree. Thank you for saying it that way. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so what does it feel like for you to be able to do this? Are you, um, it, I, it sounds like this is a joyous experience for you. So when you're working with someone, yeah, when you're working with somebody, um, <clears throat> what are you experiencing? What are you feeling? Do you feel the feelings of the person? Thank you for mentioning the joy because that's what I most want to impart to anyone who <clears throat> wants to learn this or is intrigued by it. The, the way I know that I am in the divine energy is because of the joyful experience that it is for me to be within that energy. And so some of the things that I'm channeling are very complex and potentially dense, you know, relationships or experiences or circumstances or situations. So those are not the joyful things, but accessing the, the pure love, support, insight, and guidance from the highest loving vibration, that is purely joyful for me. So I love being in the channeling mode. I love, excuse me, tuning in, receiving, connecting to, and delivering these beautiful messages that have the potential to change trajectories through changing 
someone's beliefs or just even making a little bit more space into what they have not yet um, open to before. And, and that is, it's very, very joyful. So I experience, what I do is it's like a journey for me. So I open to the imagination, which allows me to see uh, almost movies that play out. Um, and so while I'm speaking the message, I'm also getting imagery that lines up with tell my client even more of what is, is there for them uh, through what I'm imaging. Um, I also sometimes can feel, uh, oftentimes actually, the personality of the person I'm channeling, whether or not they're on the planet. And that's really fun because souls come through very playful and it's, it's really joyful to, to be in that. Um, and it, it's like a, it's like a ride, I guess, a, a wave <laughs> of beautiful energy. It sounds fantastic. <laughs> and yes, I mean, I've had um, souls come through, um, through mediums and channels and um and their personalities really shine because the the person who's um channeling that you know the soul will say wow you know he's really cocky you know he's really got an attitude or she's so funny or her energy is great wow i love this woman you know <laughs> and and it's always right it's always right <clears throat> yeah so it's great yeah. fun to be able to feel that <clears throat> So I've learned in my six decades of life, six plus decades of life, that um, timing really is everything. And that just because we want something or we know something is right for us or we know something's coming, it doesn't mean it's going to come in the time that we expect it to. What are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. We have no clue as to timing. And this is part of why I'm very clear about um, not, not, working, not working in the psychic, you know, and underneath the predictive, because um, I believe that our free will, which we all have, it changes everything. And so we might think that we're working towards a particular goal, <clears throat> but based on patterns, behaviors, insecurities, whatever, we are making certain decisions that can um, purposefully delay the achievement of that goal, maybe even for an entire lifetime. <clears throat> maybe we're coming back in another lifetime to achieve it. We don't know. But, you know, the saying, like, um, we plan and God laughs, you know, that's, right. that's the kind of thing. We're, we're, <laughs> we're, right. on this, <clears throat> we're on this trajectory of, linear time that we have created as humans, but spirit doesn't work in time frames at all. So we really have to, in order to be in more ease with life, we, we really need to understand that there is some sort of divine timing and orchestration that's happening in ways that we don't understand, and it's going to serve us ultimately in the end. Yes, and you use the word ease. You know, there were, there were several years where I felt so frustrated because there was such a lull in my life. I couldn't get any information. I didn't know where I was going, what I was supposed to do, you know. And I kept yelling at spirit, <laughs> what, tell me, please, tell me, tell me. And as I did that, I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> but but when, 
when I actually, when I learned to say thank you for, as if it's already happened, um, I found that things happen a lot quicker. But during that time, there was a lull. But when it was supposed to be over, it was over. And then everything that was supposed to happen happened in the right time. So that can be very frustrating to, you know, to know that you might have to wait for the right timing for something. Yeah, and maybe we can relanguage it a little bit because I know for me, anytime I hear someone tell me to be patient or wait, I get irritated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just not an action that I uh, that I connect to. So okay. maybe instead of the waiting, maybe we are uh, maybe there are other arenas that can benefit from our attention. Maybe it's just a matter of redirecting our attention away from that thing that we think we're supposed to have the answer to or the solution to and towards anything else that feels good enough for that moment. (laughs) That's a perfect way to put it. Thank you. I like that. You're right. Nobody likes to wait. Nobody likes it. It's a very frustrating experience. So you're right. Find something that that fulfills you, that brings you happiness and joy in, the to- in that time. And yeah. everything will happen when it's supposed to happen. Agreed. And that, and that includes meeting, um, meeting, you know, the, the person that we're going to date or spend our life with. You know, we can try and try and try to meet somebody, but when it, the time is right, that person walks right into our life, don't they? Isn't that the truth? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I have heard that, uh, that story so many times. And sometimes it seems that the more we effort towards something, the less, the less access we have to it. So, again, just distract from it. The universe is receiving your requests all the time. And what we want to make sure of is that we make our requests from the highest vibrational loving place um, otherwise, they're going to send us a match, not just for what we say we want, but for the energy that we possess at the time we say we want it. So I can say, oh, I want um, partnership. And if I am constricted and I am feeling um, desperate or needy or, you know, any of those negative connotated words, then guess what? I might have this opportunity for partnership of someone who matches the frequency of that, of the desperate, of the needy, of the demanding. Well, that doesn't sound like much fun. So (laughs) do what's in service to raise our frequency, to show self-love, self-compassion, self-care, self-appreciation, self-approval, all of it inward. And then, yeah, if it's truly your request that you find right-aligned partnership, then the universe can find that match for you, co-create that with you from the place that you really want to manifest it. Right. So we, we need to be okay with ourselves. We need to be whole with ourselves. And were you, when you began this journey, had you, did you feel like you had achieved self-love, self-approval, um, you know, self-validation? Did you feel like you were at that place? Um, no, I'm still working on it. <laughs> <To be clear. laughs> okay. All right. It's a, okay. it's a lifelong process. 
honestly. Mm-hmm. I do love myself, I mean, immensely. This has been, uh, luckily, I have a family member, my father, who has shown me what it is to really love yourself. And so I've had a wonderful, wonderful model for that. Um, and I have some, you know, friends who are on the journey with me, and we, we share a lot about how we're, what we're working with and working through. Um, but I didn't, you know, I, I came to this work very worried that I would disappoint people or that I would be considered, you know, a fraud in some way because, of course, this is not – this work is not for everybody. Um, And it's no longer my concern, you know, that I serve everybody. But initially, especially being being a woman within this culture, we have – added pressures, I believe, of, um, of people-pleasing, of tending to others' needs, of perceiving others' needs before they have them and, and responding to them. So I was overly concerned initially with getting it right. How would I know if I got the right message or if the person was pleased with the message that they got? And what if they weren't? And Did that say something about me and my clarity? So I have worked through so much of that. Now I'm at the place where... I show up to serve. I serve as well as I possibly can. I do the inner work to keep myself as clear a channel as possible. I love and approve of and accept myself on an ongoing basis, which doesn't mean that I don't have, you know, some of my own insecurities. Of course I do. This is a human experience. There is no perfection here. Um, But I I know that by my showing up wholehearted and open-minded, I am serving in the way that I am meant to, and and the rest uh, unfolds as it needs to. Well, we're glad to know that you're human, (laughs) that, that, you know, you aren't completely there either, but you're able to do this. You know, in your work and in my work, ego has no place, and if we can remove ourselves out of it, we can be so much better. Um, I know I can be a better coach. Um, you're, I'm sure you can be a better channel. We really can't worry about how we feel or what, what people think or um, just, just judgment in general. You know, if we're good enough, um, that's all ego. And we really have to just put that aside and do our work. Do you see it? And I also, yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, I also feel that there is a way to befriend that part of us that we call ego. We, I, don't, I don't find it beneficial to wrestle with her. <laughs> I don't find it beneficial to ignore or pretend that it's not part of me. I, I also, I like to leave space for the acknowledgement that this is a part of me that is designed to keep me safe and it uses certain strategies to do so like the fearful thoughts of, you know, what if I get it wrong? That's just trying to keep me safe. So if I can be sure I get it right, then I'll be safe. And I don't, I no longer take on that um, narrative to be truth. I just recognize and befriend and say, I, I hear you ego. That's, that's cool. I know you're doing your job. Thank you. But I've got this. Why don't you come along (laughs) for the ride? Buckle up, you know, (laughs) we're going on a journey here and you're, you're safe. I'm safe. We can do this. You have such a optimistic way of, of saying things, of putting things and, um, it's, it's so inspirational to us to hear that. 
because really, yeah, I mean, it. I'm hearing when you refer to something, um, I'm hearing that I almost am putting it in a negative with a negative connotation, and you take it and you put a very positive spin on it, and I, I like that very much. So you're a great teacher. <laughs> oh, thank you, Randy. I you really it. are. We've been we're in a culture, right, and we all have a a lot of conditioning that we have absorbed, and this is a really good time to just start to gently pull back some of the layers around that. And I happen to love language, so I'm always looking for how to relanguage something or how to um, take take some charge out of that which might be very charged and and give it a, a softer place. Yeah, and you do it very well. <laughs> so thank you for that. Thank you. <laughs> um, so how how long people want to know? Okay, so let's let's get back to this linear life because everybody really refers to it. Um, how long does it take someone who is committed to learning channeling to actually be able to do it effectively? And maybe you could use yourself as a reference. That's a wonderful question. I, I will use myself as a reference because the truth is I have no idea for anybody else. I only know what it's been for me. Um, I Initially, I started to recognize as I sat with my best friend who was channeling for others that I, too, was receiving messages. And it took me from the point of recognizing that uh, probably – at least a couple years before I engaged in taking classes, before I thought enough of my potential self that had not yet revealed itself to me that this might actually be a real thing. I might actually be able to do something similar to what she does because I had placed her on a pedestal of sorts. Like this is just her her game. She's, you know, she's unique in this. She, there's, there's no one that can do this quite like her. And that was true. There's no one that can do it quite like her because now I do it, but I do it quite like me. So that was a couple of years. Then from the time I started taking classes and I studied under a phenomenal world renowned psychic medium, Sonia Choquette, um, I took all her levels of, of courses and I was driving to pick up my kids from school one day and I had just finished her, her teacher level training, and which was the last training at the time that <clears throat> the highest level she'd offered. And I said to my guides, okay, what's the next class? You know, I'm ready. What, what, what should we take next? And they start laughing. And, yes, I can hear <laughs> my guides laughing at me. And they do so with love. And they said, oh, sister, there are no more classes for you right now. You now go out and serve the people. <clears throat> oh, and I wow. said, oh, no, 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 no. Let me be a student. <laughs> right. Let me keep learning. It sounds too scary. Are you sure? And within that same drive, that same conversation, that's when I said to them, okay, if you really do feel that I am ready to serve in this way, then please be my gatekeepers, as I mentioned before, to, so that I serve those that are similar frequency to me. Um, and then I will, I will show up and I will, I will bring everything that I have to this. Um, but I have practiced for thousands of hours with a pendulum. That's how I learned how to channel. 
Um, I have practiced, you know, with meditation. I have studied under teachers. I have read the books. I have watched the videos. I have, uh, you know, I, I am, I love learning and I have a very strong scholar aspect to myself in the passion for learning and for teaching. So I maybe went overboard, but honestly, with this kind of work, I don't think you can do too much of it. Your, your guides will tell you when you're ready to, to be in service <laughs> to others. So the dress rehearsal was over, and it was time to put the show on, right? <laughs> They're like, okay. Exactly. They threw you right out there. Um, Stephanie, we have, about 15, we have about 15 minutes left, and there are a few callers who probably would like to talk to you. Is there something you want to say before I um, connect you with the callers? So that's wonderful, and I'm excited to serve. And what I would say is um, make sure your questions for the purpose of this gathering are for souls that are to channel here on the planet with you. The mediumship stuff is better done in a private session, but let's keep it to the living souls for now. Okay. All right. So we have area code 310. Welcome. Good morning. You've been waiting a long time. Yes, I have. It's it's fascinating to hear her speak yeah. about channeling and everything. Do you want to share your name or, or not? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. My name is Vince, and I spell okay. it with a Y, so V-Y-N-C, and I'm calling from New York. Okay. All right. And, How can I serve? And actually, actually Stephanie, I, first of all, I sent you a message on your, um, a little letter on your um, website. Check it out after you've done the show. It's, it's pretty cool. But I want to find out if there's any um, any messages or anything you're getting for me because I'm going through some stuff right now financially. Yeah. So, Vince, the way I work is <clears throat> you make the request of who you would like to hear from, so your higher self or another soul that you're in relationship with, and the nature of whatever. You don't have to give any details that you're not comfortable sharing, but okay. um, you decide and I will tune into that. Okay. Um, let's see. There's there's two choices here. Um, let's go with my um, sister. She was a year younger than me, and about three years ago, she died of leukemia on my birthday. And my birthday is coming up August tenth. Okay, sounds good. So, so just to clarify, we're gonna stick with the souls that are Earthside. So I'll, I'll backtrack oh, okay. a bit. Oh, um, I see. Yeah, right. I'm sorry. The, yeah, on the other side, that's fine. Okay, and, then, and it's, it's, yeah, I then what, what, about, what about my higher self then? Perfect. So let's tune into your higher self. And you said you were wondering about some financial matters. Did I hear that correctly? Yeah, mostly job-related. Okay, <clears throat> got it. Because so I'm going through a real bad time. Okay. All right, so I'm going to tune into your higher self. When I start to talk, it will come from the perspective of your soul. And then when the message is complete, I'll say, um, okay, let's process that, and that will be your signal that that message is complete. Okay. Well, I am here. I am here with all of me, and that is the beauty of me, because I don't do anything um, half, half you know what, I won't say it because I recognize that I am in 
<laughs> in a radio type situation. So I will not use those words, but I am here with the fullness of who I am to express all that I am here to express. First, I would like to acknowledge the magnanimous nature of my heart. Here's the thing about my heart. It feels everything. It brings in everything. It is able to tap into and attune to the emotional states of others. Some might call this being an empath, but it is actually even beyond that. And so what I would like to do is I would like to find pathways to utilize this enormous gift of my enormous heart to be in service to others so that when I do complete in this lifetime and I am in that beautiful, profound experience of review, I can say exactly that I have delivered on the legacy I wish to live and to leave. And so for right now, here is my list. Number one, it is a good time for me to get clarity on this. What exactly is my legacy? I will use the word at the top of the page to stream of consciousness through my writing, what, what it is I wish to impart to others, how I wish for the world to experience the beauty and the power and the expansiveness of me. Number two, once I have this on paper, I will fold it up and place it in a sacred location. And I may need to create this sacred location. For right now in my home space, there is something of a place that would like to be spruced up, utilizing the natural world, feathers, leaves, crystals, candles, and the like. And I will place this folded up paper in that location so that it can Uh, absorb as much energy of the beauty that exists around me and have a holding space, an anchor of sorts for me. Number three, I have someone within my sphere right now that I trust completely, very deeply, and I would like to enter into deeper communication, deeper conversation, more meaningful exchange with them. And so I will do so. I will make the invitation, and I will also provide the clarity and the container. I will structure things at first until the structure is no longer needed, and then I will allow for things to just unfold. But what I am looking for is to see myself reflected in another because in some ways I have forgotten some of the beauty of me. And finally, number four. I would like to take a break and go to the water's edge and see the movement of this um, of, of this elemental nature of the planet in its flow, in its current, because I am, I too am meant to be in flow. I too am a beautiful currency that is here to be of great depth, that is here to be of great offering, that is here to be of great acknowledgement to myself and to those that I love. Okay, so we can process that, although given the constraint of time, I'll just check in and see how that landed with you before we move on. Okay, Um, that did uh, land with me well because I I love to write, um, and I want to start, there's one book I've already written that I want to sell and hopefully turn into a movie. And I've got about four or five in the fire right now in my mind that I want to start writing. Um, extremely interesting um, stories, and most of them are true facts. Um, so that's funny, but my heart's always also been true in acting. Uh, problem is I've been out of work for um, uh, almost six weeks now. Um, I'm starting a, I'm taking a job starting tomorrow. It's not a very good paying job, but I don't want to lose what little I do have, including my car. 
So I'm taking it just as a stepping stone for now. Um, Well, this is a time, Vince, for you to really sit and get clarity on what you wish to leave with. So it's not about being morbid, you know, or about death or anything like that. It's getting very clear on what you want to this earth plane to receive as the gift of you. So um, spending some time in that will be super, super helpful. And I don't want to rush you off, but I know we have another caller or so to right. get to. Thank you okay. so much for calling in. It's a beautiful Thank you, Thank you. And, and check out the message I sent you on your uh, website. Absolutely. So, Vince, hang All on. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you back on hold. So we have okay. you know, another nine or ten minutes, okay? All right. Thanks okay. so much for calling in. Okay. I know you've been holding a very long time, too. This is area code 509. Did you want to share your name? Yes. My name is Erica. Okay. Hi, Erica. Good morning. Hi, Erica. How can I serve? Hi. um, I was just wondering if I could connect with my grandpa, if he has any messages for me. Sure. Is Is he in body now or is he on the other side? He passed away in February. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and do channelings that are for souls that are here right now. Is there, would you like to hear from a soul that, that's okay. Um, Would you like to hear from another soul perspective? Um, Maybe myself, if it's possible. Um, Right now, I feel like I'm going through a lot of uh, changes, but not only that. There's a lot of reflection within, and I just feel like, I don't know, in a way, I feel like things are moving forward for me, but I also have a lot of, like, thinking, additional thinking of what I want and where I'm going. So as you're talking, I'm hearing there is a particular guide here for you. Um, I did get a name. Sophia is her name. Is that okay if we tune into her and bring the message from her? Sure. Okay. Well, hello there, sister. I am so, so, so thrilled to not only meet with you in this way, but to share this with how many, how many other sets of ears are going to benefit from our connection. It is so thrilling, so exciting. I am over the moon. And so let me let me be brief here because we have a lot of work to do. And now that you can hear me, now that you can feel me, now that you can create a little bit more room and space for me, there's no stopping us. We are unstoppable. So I gave a name because I want you to call me by that name. And my name has very powerful significance. I trust you will look it up <clears throat> for your own knowledge. And as we move forward, you are absolutely correct. A big path has been cleared for you. You do not need to worry about... Um, in, in investing so much effort. You do not need to work your fingers to the bone. You do not need to drain and deplete yourself to accomplish exactly what you are here to do. That's the great news. And the even better news is that you have full surround. You have so many around you supporting you, guiding you, whispering to you, murmuring to you, nudging you along, that all you really need to do is drop this one last little outer layer of uh, perceived protection in order to be able to hear and sense more clearly. In fact, if you want, I will do it for you. I will start the unzipping process. You will, of course, take care of the rest for this is based on your free will and your determination, but I want you to know it is safe. I am one who comes to... 
journey with you. I am one who comes as companionship. I am one who comes as trust, and I am one who comes as a protectress. That is what I am for you. We have known each other for many, many lifetimes, and this is a very comfortable exchange that we have. I want you to go for it. That's what I want you to do because we are here to have fun. Did you know that this great grand planet is actually a trampoline? Yep, and we are meant to bounce on it. Yep, and we are meant to do the flips and the jumps and the leaps and the splits and all the things that lift us up and give us a sense of Um, limitlessness and a sense of weightlessness and a sense of upliftment. Why? Because there are many who are depending on you to do just that. They will be modeling their work, their behavior, excuse me, their relationships after you. And this is not to apply pressure. It is simply for you to remember that what you are doing is being observed and taken in and appreciated by those who, whom you may never meet. And this is a wonderful reminder of the expansiveness of you. And finally, what I would like to also tell you is to take full advantage of all the pleasures that you have identified thus far and make plenty of room for even more because this is your to have. Oh, Erica, that sounds like fun. Oh my <laughs> gosh, what an amazing message. Wow. <laughs> Erica, are you blown away? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I think so, yes. <laughs> wow, you got to meet one of your guides. That is so incredible, Sophia. Mm hmm. What a comfort that must be. Yes. Well, thank you for that message. You're very welcome. Okay. I'm going to put you back on hold, and um, you can hang around if you want. Okay. Okay. Thanks so much for calling in. Okay. So they were very, very different kinds of messages, which um, is so intriguing. And when yeah. you hear when you hear from a spirit guide, well, first of all, we have do we have more than one spirit guide with us? Oh yeah, as in countless, countless guides. We have the way I understand it is, we have guides for every aspect of our lives here, from the most mundane, like please find me the best parking spot at the mall, guys. We really do have those. <laughs> I use them and they work. <laughs> I do too. I use that that one (laughs) too all the time. Yes, I do. (laughs) Exactly. To the most profound synchronistic events that happen in our lives, our guides are behind that too. But you're right. We have to ask for the support, request it, receive it, and thank them. Don't forget to be in the gratitude because that's the part of the conversation that keeps things going. Right. And as I was saying before, you know, when we put something out there, instead of asking for it, if we use gratitude and thank the universe, God, our our guides, whatever, for bringing it to us, Mm -hmm. that seems to work so much better. It seems to have a, a much more powerful effect. Totally true. And we can think of it just in in relationship that we have with other people. Do you want to be in conversation with people who are constantly demanding of you (laughs) and asking things 
of you, you know, or do you want to be in reciprocity? And our guides, that, that's the exchange. It's, um, they don't need anything from us in order to co-create with us. But to be in the loving energy of reciprocity and gratitude and appreciation, of course, that would communicate and, and enhance the communication. Okay, great. So um, your, your website is soulinsight.com. Is that correct? That's right. Okay. And so if someone wants to connect with you to, for either a reading or to um, have you teach them, uh, would they do this through soulinsight.com? That's right. Everything's on the website. I do have an upcoming Learn to Channel class at the end of the month, um, and you can schedule private readings through the website as well. All right. How often do you do the classes? Um, Let's see. They run for three months in total, so I usually have a couple of them per year of the same level. Okay. All right, Stephanie. Thank you so much. This has been really, really enjoyable and fascinating, stimulating, all of the above. Um, I really appreciate you and the work that you do. And thank you for sharing that with us today. Thank you so much for for having me, Randy. And I appreciate your work in the world. You're creating so much healing. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Well, have a beautiful, wonderful day. Thanks. Okay. Bye-bye. So we are out of time today, but if you have any comments or questions about today's show, you can email me at loveyourlifeatrandyfine.com. May joy and serenity always be yours. Goodbye. <laughs>